Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fallout Roundtable. This is a place where diverse individuals discuss various topics from the Fallout universe. Join us, the conversation has already started. Good evening, everyone. Uh, I am Sassy Lady, and I am here doing a little one-off interview with a special friend of mine. But first, let me get all the um, intro type stuff out of the way. So welcome to Fallout Roundtable. And you can find us on Twitter at FalloutRTB. Send me an email, falloutrtb at gmail.com. And you can catch us on YouTube if you want to see our talking heads and our lovely faces and follow along with the voices. Uh, You are welcome to do so. Sometimes we look good. Sometimes it's fun. um, But it's always a treat. Anyway, I am here with a very special guest tonight. This is part of our interview series, I guess we're calling it. But I have Dave Chaffins with me here tonight of Rad Rolls, which is an excellent podcast. If you haven't heard it, please tune in because it's awesome. And I'll let Dave uh, tell you all about it himself. Take it away, Dave. Yeah, um, I feel like I'm on 60 Minutes. This is the 60 Minutes of the Fallout Universe. It's like, welcome to our interview series. I'm like, all right, let me let me strap myself in here for that a minute. That means you're a very important person now. When you meet uh, hey, hey, series. I like, you know, what, what, this is like a D-tier celebrity. I like being a D-tier celebrity. <laughs> I, I think that's at least pretty... D-tier. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe I get some, like, qualifications or accreditation for that. Yeah. Something. you should get something yeah, i should mine I should. a little like gold star or something <laughs> but yeah i do i do rad rolls i do uh i've done a lot of podcasts over the years um a lot of them centered around bethesda games um some that have been kind of here and there I've done a bunch of different projects um but mainly known for uh, the podcasts that i have done in the past and I am, am mostly known for listeners of this podcast of playing a small annoying kid cowboy on um the uh one shot that you all did if you're fallout 2d20 yes if you did catch our halloween special last year you did hear him play the most awesome kid cowboy that was such a great that was a great part by the way it was fun it was a fun time i want to bring that back (laughs) yeah i I, i've saved him he's always like when i've come up with ideas for stuff i'm like oh that's a good character i should include him in something and they never get to it so one day he, One day it'll he was show a great up. character. He really was. Hey, lady. <laughs> so good. Continue. Tell oh, us yeah. About Rad Rolls. Yeah, sure. How did it the, begin? Yeah. So I had done I had done a podcast for several years um, called Vault Boys WB. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had spent maybe two years going into the real history of West Virginia. I have a background in Appalachian studies and, and um, decided, Hey, I want to do this podcast. And it was kind of, it was before everybody like 
kind of got in the door. I like to say that it was before Conan O'Brien, before he started podcasting, yeah. that was me. Um, and so we just decided, okay, here's what the show's going to be. We put it up on SoundCloud and people seem to like that. And so we talked about the real history of West Virginia, um, went deep into cryptids and um, a lot of the, um, the touristy, trappy kind of places um, and, and deeper into all some of the, you know, mixture between that history and fiction that, that's out there with with a lot of those cryptids and a lot of the different stories across West Virginia. So I had done that for several years and um, went over and decided, okay, well, I want to do, I've made friends with these other folks, so I want to do this podcast called The Fallout Hub and um, pitched the idea to them. And I was like, hey, let's do like a, just an interview show where we just, you know, we're in the pandemic Let's do the, actually, it was right before the pandemic. We, I'd pitched it to him. I'm like, Hey, let's do this show. And they were like, Oh, I don't know if we have time. And the pandemic hit. And we're like, Oh yeah, we got time. We already had time. Um, so I'd done that for about, I think that lasted for maybe a year and a half or two. Um, and then I was kind of thinking, Oh, I want to do something different. I want to kind of flex my creative muscles. Cause oftentimes like, you know, you sit like I like have like two unfinished books and like what are you doing you're just sitting at your computer you're kind of like typing out stuff you're kind of doing stuff you know for yourself and you're reading it back to yourself and so it's like well I've always liked like improv comedy like that kind of stuff I'm not like I'm not a trained person though there is a trained person on our crew um which I found out recently I was like oh that's why you're so great on the show um which one I want to know I'll tell you but um I, I got into I got. I've always liked that. I liked that in high school when I was like doing theater and different stuff. Um, and so I decided I was like, well, I kind of want to do this. Listen to like uh, the Critical Role or the Adventure Zone or a lot of these like D and D podcasts where they're kind of like back and forth. And I'm like, okay, I want to find my niche of of what that is. And so, um, Modifius came out with a Fallout game. I had kind of looked at it um, over the course. Like I'd, I've done some of the beta testing with it, and I was interested in running it and so i just sent out a feeler and got people and said hey i want to gm this podcast i have this idea i want to do fallout new orleans and that's always the game that i've wanted so like yeah mm -hmm. let's let's try that and see and you know i had planned on i was like well we'll do like you know three or four recordings and see what see what's good and just like have an idea and see where it goes and um I've been doing it now for, I guess, almost two years um, of just oh, wow. coming up with stories and, and doing a lot of that stuff. So it's a, um, we play Fallout 2D20, which is a game system that you all played last Halloween mm -hmm. um, that uh, is a little different from like Dungeons and Dragons, where you're rolling a D20 for everything. So if you play in Baldur's Gate, it'll show you, like, you know, the little dice at the top and it'll roll it for you. But this one's actually based on two of those. Um, and it's a connection of... Um, you're special from fallout and the skills like from fallout three and four or um not four be fallout three in new vegas um so we got together we sat down and we made our little show um it starts pretty slow because we're all kind of learning that game but it ended up being something that not only i like i, I think is successful from like what i consider d-list celebrity here successful um i it, it's something that i legitimately i'm like i could do this for years i can make this show for years because i just I, I love doing it so much it's like 
gets in the right parts of my brain to like come up with a lot of stuff and then to think on the fly saying, okay, I've come up with all of these scenarios, but I'm going to have to, th- I know I'm going to have to throw these out because they're going to do something right. in the game live. Yeah, your players are doing, they're, they're altering your course. Right. Throwing they're, out their own scenarios. So. Right. They're, they're coming up with things that I like won't think of and, and right. even if you make a puzzle for them or something or if you do okay we want to have this th- sometimes they're too obtuse to understand that and so you've got to change what you have planned based on them not knowing stuff so it's kind of like a give and take there's like a little bit of prep work there's not like it, it's like you can over prep stuff but you can never really under prep i guess probably yeah yeah, you know, it's kind of like working with kids and dogs, though, right? I mean, you have a plan. <laughs> right. Sticking to the plan or getting them on board with the plan isn't always going to work. <laughs> right. And so yeah. of late, I've been doing, here, I'll show you one. Um, I've been doing uh, notes. I'll kind of hold them up. Oh, know. wow. I've been doing, I've been doing notes and, um, a number of different all of our scenarios should fit on two pages so I'll draw a small a small map and then i'll oh, add in just kind of ideas that i have uh-huh. and none of these are like oh this is what happens at this room it's like here are here's the scenario for each room so if you're a podcast listener at home i'm holding up a pretty oh, detailed just like little detailed <laughs> little hand-drawn map on a moleskin and uh, it's on one page and the other page is just <laughs> notes for all of the basic rooms and so I go through, and for example, I'll go through, and I write notes that aren't script. So I'm never writing like, oh, uh, I can't do like the Matt Mercer. Like Matt Mercer is one of the most famous GMs, and he's um, for Critical Role, and he sets the stage, and he's like, and then in a flash, the mysterious mole man comes up from the floor, and his girdling teeth, right? Like, I, I I can't do that on the fly. So I have a lot of my notes in here just kind of written as, oh, like, um, uh, let's see, for the church crypt, um, there's Angel Mary and Jesus statue and it's draped. Like, I have to come up and be like, you enter the crypt and you see in the back corner, there are several angels that are menacingly standing over. And then there's a statue of Jesus and he's got his arms out, but that's mysteriously draped over the side. Like... You can kind of like write basic outline. And then once you look at the book and read it, you don't want to read it verbatim for me. Uh-huh. And this is how I've always done it. You just kind of want to go off an outline, like, cause you right. want to build it in your mind. You want to be able to like describe what they're seeing in your mind because they're going to ask you questions about stuff. They're like, is there anything that I can use to um, yeah. pick? Is, is there a way to pick this lock on the sarcophagus? And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well. You could just open the lid because I don't imagine there being a lock on the sarcophagus, like right. that. Kind I, of you stuff. know, because I was going to say you do a really great job of like because I listen to these podcasts in the car usually, and I can, mm. you know, my magic. I can see what you're what you're spelling out for them. I can see the places, the locales. Like when you guys were in that mansion, <laughs> and you were like all these doors and all these keys that go to all these different doors, and it was just like oh my gosh, and it was. Yeah, I can see all of that, especially the the weird, uh, that crazy alcohol that they were brewing or something. <laughs> I really, I really liked, there, there was an episode where I, what I did, and I'll tell you how I made it, is I literally took 
I took the map from Resident Evil 1 and I just cleared every single room. I just took the outline of the house and then I filled it with a bunch of different stuff. And so that create and like the way it labyrinths around and the way it like moves, I was like, okay, that's like going to keep people guessing because they're not going to be able to see this map, but they're going to think, oh, it's this mansion. They're going to make it up. But I'm like, okay, that's actually a really nice way of like laying out certain things and having certain keys. Um, But there are so many rooms in the Resident Evil Mansion. There's like 38 rooms. Oh my gosh. So I wrote 38 different rooms for that. And normally I don't, nowadays I don't like an episode arc to go over like 10 to 12 episodes. So I overwrote it. So I had to be like, all right, so this, this wing over here, it doesn't exist. Yeah. I remember you saying like, we're just, I know we're, this doesn't have, we're not going there. Right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, what's what's behind that door by the way <laughs> but there's a lot of things that like, like that's a great example of them like kind of like messing with the world so i made a, a room where the idea was that there was this family that, that they were they were all immortal um and it was mm-hmm. like oh they did it through different ways one was immortal because he put his consciousness on books the other one was immortal because he like put himself in the purest alcohol. Now this doesn't make sense for any chemistry or pharmacists out there, but he put himself in like the purest alcohol that it just like let his body be in stasis. And so like, I have like clues for that, but I'm not expecting them to, you know, my players to come in and be like, Oh, my character's kind of rowdy. And so here's a bathtub full of alcohol. I'm going to dump my head in it. But you know, if you're going to dump your head in like what like scientifically could be pure alcohol, like 200 proof or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's going to, burn uh, like heck yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so then i'm like okay i gotta create this like oh this it, now there's an issue this is not something i plan now there's something that's going on and then it's like okay well how do i how do i take those issues that are outside of my plan and make them integral to the story because that's the story that the, the characters are telling and that's when i'm like okay once they start deviating and doing their own stuff that's when i want to be in mind keep that and if you if you listen to the show a lot of the like go throughs and a lot of the different um things that kind of carry over are uh-huh. actually ideas that they've come up with on the fly yeah. or nothing because that that becomes the fabric of the story that that, that, that happens right, <laughs> right. there's repercussions from that that be that's why <laughs> so yeah you know a lot a lot of reference back to yeah remember when you dunked your head in that alcohol exactly that's- you know, this is, this is the thing that happened, (laughs) but it's such a great story. And, and you brought in, and, and one thing that I loved about this was that, um, you, um, were raising money for charity by asking people to send in, um, characters or locales or or whatever bits that they wanted to add to the story that they could add. So I put my grandmother in the story, (laughs) my grandmother, yeah, and I wanted yeah. to be a voodoo queen of some sort. So, and I hadn't, I'd had, I'd known that there was going to be a voodoo queen, but I was like, okay, well, this is, this is the story that I have of like, okay, and in if you listen to the podcast, there's like some tumultuous things happening in the city, and so the voodoo queen actually takes over it for a time. Um, they never actually have a like a much of a confrontation with her. I think once that they do, yeah, but um, based on when based on when we were ending things, I was like, okay, well, this, this is a thread that I can leave open and kind of roll with it because we already had so many characters kind of revolving that I was like, okay, well, this is something that we could maybe come back to at a later date because 
what they're doing is interesting. It's interesting to have somebody like doing all those. I think the check that I had them do was like a perception check because she was using, um, I had them do a perception check effectively. I think it was a perception plus luck. And it was if they um, felt the tinge of the needle. So they had to be super perceptive to not feel when she would um, use the voodoo doll to like stab them and puncture mm -hmm. them. Um, and, and that kind of got them in trouble a few times. But um, they did end up, I think in one episode, they ended up going to her bedroom. And I probably have that written down in my book of like what was in her bedroom. <laughs> wow. I think somebody stepped, she had some shrunken heads that were talking. So I'm thinking like Disney World, and I think they ended up just like they were originally going to be like the warning, like the siren of, oh, you're in this person's room. They're going to like shout and whatever. And right, I think right. one of our characters in Power Armor just like took the heads down and just like stomped them. Sounds like Pep. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like Pep. Um, so so my them, we're fine. <laughs> right. So it was it's interesting like coming into because I didn't know what my style was of 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 doing this show because I've done like games for friends are just like sitting around the table and this is so different from from doing that because not only are you doing game mastering and you're thinking about the rules and and really jared who does plays lonnie in the main series mm -hmm. um is so good about remembering the rules he really yeah, helps me yeah. out a lot of the time um because i'm just like i'm trying to do the story that i've written and also i have to be the host of a podcast yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's that's like the, because like what you want when you're doing a podcast is you want people talking like you want mm -hmm. like a conversation you want that banner and when that's happening that's good because that's what people listen to that's the right. you know a whole right. genre of podcast is just people talking but when it's in the concept of this game it's great but i don't know if i want people to choose scenery that much when i'm sitting at a table drinking a beer doing whatever you know with my friends and we're just all chatting around whereas you know you can spend but debating the um the, the question of immortality for several episodes like. exactly yeah and i you know i've played those games before where like half the time you're playing the game and half the time you're just hanging with your buddies whatever right. really like you know that's not good podcasting <laughs> so you gotta like try and keep it on the rails and yeah there's too much to do at one time so it's good right. that you have a little help there <laughs> yeah jared really helps me out with, with a lot of the rules and he's he's quick about about noticing stuff um and, and really really they all help me out with various things he's mike really that, he's got that math brain too i mean he's yeah. like all those stats down and he's just like quick with the math he's like got that crazy math brain that i could only dream about having because i'm not a math brain yeah <laughs> i think you know our cast is um uh uh, Jared and he um, plays Lonnie and he is as you said math brain um, mm -hmm. Mike plays um, Pep mm -hmm. and Pep's character is very much like I it, it's the kind of character that I love to play is somebody that is like there to cause chaos like I am there to completely turn around what's happening but it's always more entertaining when that happens and so sure. like I know I can I can count on him for that um, like I, I when think he Mace fell on a guy and killed him oh well yeah. right like it, it, I, I chaos. right and so th that instance was i created a um, i had them do like a small heist they had to steal um i think it was the the 
leader of New Orleans or something heads like on a float in there and they had the like basic heist. You figure it out. And so I was just describing like a warehouse and they were like, okay, there's a back door. We can go in. We can hack the terminal. Oh, there's an open window in the second floor. We can kind of like toss somebody up there. And then Pep was like, I'm going to go cause a distraction. Uh-huh. Like, okay, for, for what? Because <laughs> I can. Just because I feel like it. Um, <laughs> and ended up like doing a series of really bad roles. <laughs> and um and and killed a guy in the game just by like accidentally trying to fall over or something like that. Um, but then that became a thing. Then his character was like wanted. It's like there's been a murder that's happened. Right. <laughs> the people <laughs> people are like, Oh, you're that guy that killed the the um the guards. Yeah, yeah. It's been you're wanted everywhere. <laughs> Doesn't he have like a death count going now or something? <laughs> something like that. Um there's something like that. But 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 Mike is Mike is really good about about pushing those stories. Um, May's character and Hazel, um, she is really good about like analyzing the situation and like coming up with ideas and sitting sitting down and like planning out for a lot of the group. I I think that that's like, I mean that's where most of the content is for the show. Yeah. Um, and Cody is pretty good at solving the puzzles. Any yeah. puzzle that I lay out, he's pretty logical in his thinking, um, and he can really. I think it's that PhD that I had. To... <laughs> I think it's that PhD. He is very I logical. Right. He is very logical. Very, very much like these are the facts. <laughs> right. Um, so with with all of them, I mean, it, it's really diverse thought group. Mm-hmm. Um, so it always makes for a really good show. And and my my personality of how like I am pretty all over the place like i am like i have a lot of energy when i come to different stuff and so i'm like okay well i need to be able to contain that so that i can do all the stuff that i'm trying to do and so i've always been like okay well what's my what's like the core of fallout and what am i good at it's like okay well i'm good at comedy but i'm also good at like when things go bad like it's gory like i'll (laughs) sit and describe like the, the bones breaking or like this like a horrid scene like they accidentally kill a person i'm like well, you follow them and you feel all of their bones breaking their body and their blood gushes like that, uh-huh. like describing this in detail, these like horrid things that happen. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I had taken, that's my take on, I guess, what fallout storytelling is, but I think some of that's just like, no, I want that to be the the repercussion is now they have to hear me talk about some like gruesome How thing in detail that's happening to them. Yeah. What the, all this terribleness that's going on. Wow. Wow. Let's take a a super quick break and um, then we'll come back and we'll talk more about some of your favorites. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful. Here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found. All right, we're back uh, with this episode with Dave Chafins uh, doing an interview about Rad Rolls and some of his other projects. Um, how about, let's talk about, 
I know you've done more the fallout based, like that's been your main thing is like the fallout mm-hmm. based story with rat rolls in uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans. And you've done a couple other things just kind of for fun, I guess. Yeah, we, I wanted to do and try some different stuff um, because like I had been doing this, like I, I didn't have any plans when I started this of like, oh, here's like a whole, oh, I have a, a two year plan for this. No, I had like a one month plan for this. So <laughs> I'm kind of like going in a, and I wrote out, I wrote out this whole story of how I wanted the New Orleans stuff to go. And it is not how it went. Uh, it's like it, I had done so much prep work. It just like it it didn't make any sense. Nobody got to. I mean, we just didn't have time to get to all the stuff. But we spent so much time there. I'm like, why did I write so much stuff? Well, you even did a another character. You did another arc with like with your um your clones. <laughs> right, right, and and that's just from you know, and that was just like quick thinking of like, okay. I pitched the idea to Jared because I was like, hey, I'm having a kid. So I need, like, I want to do episodes. Like, I want to put out an episode every week. So here's just this idea for these clone characters. But it, it came it came to a point where I was like, okay, I have a lot of these ideas. I don't know if I'm going to fit them in there. But I want to I want to do some stuff in, like, a fantasy situation. Um, when I, when I came up with it, I was like, well, we'll do something that's kind of lightly Elder Scrolls and just, you know, as a way to be in, in the brand and do different stuff. And so we're on, we, we did two different game systems. Um, one of them was old school essentials, which is pretty much just like first edition D and D. Um, it's pretty bare bones. Um, and that was all about, um, like Shea Gorath, uh, had come up on an inn and essentially multiplied it. Um, and so it was like inns and like the idea was like every D&D game starts in an inn. What if there was a game where it was just every kind of inn and it was a dungeon where it was like inns for days. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and so that was that was one of the ideas that I had. I was like, that would be like kind of referential to how, you know, oh, you started an inn at a barkeep and there's this other mysterious person in the corner. There's always a mysterious person in the corner. Um so I had gone through that idea of like, okay, well, maybe they go to a meat hall because that's kind of like an inn and in the um what what are they? They're not Norse, they're um Nords, I guess, or what they're called in, in, in Elder Scrolls. Um so we had done a little bit of that. I had Jared run a session of um we came up with an idea to do stuff that coincided with Starfield. Mm-hmm. So that we'd done for the past six episodes where it was kind of like Oh, we're a crew of people. We're on a ghost ship. Um, we're going through. We're um, trying to figure out what happened. Or you're trying to entirely derail the thing, which was me. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, now we're we're doing a second round of Elder Scrolls before our second campaign of Fallout. And so this one is, um, I literally didn't know what to call it other than Mushroom Casino Heist. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's a it's a mushroom casino, and they're doing a heist. Um, everyone's okay. mushrooms. Well, you know, <laughs> so, everybody's got their own uh, ways to barter. Right. It's Ocean's Eleven, but if it's fantasy and everybody's really not that great at their um, thievery jobs. I love that. <laughs> That's but we, we kind of gone off this too, because I wanted, I was like, well, I want to like, I want to have them exposed to like some different systems, some different characters, do a few different characters, get some ideas for different stuff. Yeah. I wanted to step out of like what we had made for New Orleans because that felt so 
fallouty to me that I was like, okay, I need to, I need to freshen up. I need to freshen up. I'm still working uh-huh. with these old ideas of like me when I, I made all these ideas before I started recording any of the podcasts. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to get fresh, think about it in a new way. And so we did Elder Scrolls and Starfield. Um, we're, we're in the second Elder Scrolls session, but I think that's it for our deviations. I think after this Elder Scrolls stuff, we're right back in the fallout, which is timely again. So you said second, so second campaign, is that going to be same character, same location, just new adventure, or are you starting something over from scratch? Um, it, or is that a secret? It's not, <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's, it's not a secret. I told them, I was like, hey, here's, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you the setup or anything. Hey, mm-hmm. here's the setup. Um, we're doing a world building game that's going to be about four episodes before the actual thing starts. So that's going to kind of kick it off. We're all collectively doing a bunch of stuff for um, world building. It's going to, that's, I'm really excited about that, but I was like, Hey, if you want to keep your characters, keep your characters. Otherwise, you know, this is the opportunity if you want to start a new one. And so I think we're going to, the way I see it now, I think that maybe Pep and Hazel will stay. And I think, that um well you know one of the characters doesn't ain't around no more and then another one of the characters um i think was pretty locked into the new orleans stuff so i think cody and um jared's characters are going to be brand new but Mm -hmm. it's in that same you know this like fallout universe but this campaign is more um it's more of like our own making so we're not like trying to be like oh we're going to make the perfect this is what the, our video game wants to be like wouldn't wouldn't fallout new orleans be so great instead right. of that we're saying okay what would make for like our fallout ttrpg setting that's that's ours um yeah. so i i guess i can t- i can tell you the location of where it's going to be um it's at the very center of america like if you look geographically oh at the very God. center of america there is a, th- a thing that happens there um that you will learn all about but it, that is which is in the state of Kansas, um, but it is at the geographic center. Oh, wow. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. That, that should satisfy the people who think that uh, the next fallout should be in the Midwest, even though I'm like, there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta have some interesting, you know, landscape to explore and places to go for your character. But I mean, yeah. Having been born in Indiana, so like Pep was kind of like character of my own heart because I was born and raised around Indianapolis. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So and yeah, the the whole his whole character, <laughs> and I, and that's why I'm like I I had made it so it's like okay you, you, we can like if everybody wants to do new characters let's all do new characters but there's stuff that I like I rounded up for other characters that. I didn't round up for other ones. And so Pep's character is a um, kind of a, a grease monkey, like a little bit of, of a hot rod enthusiast. Right. But he comes from essentially like the Amish of, of car culture. And so like everything is through the lens of car culture. And yeah. so like they go to a Christmas village and they see like a depiction. I, I don't say it's, you know, it's a light up baby Jesus that you would find in a nativity. But I describe that it's like, oh, there's this... Uh-huh. There's these lights encompassing this little circle, and 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 on the it looks like the face of a baby, and then it's like draped in white cloth, and it's almost like and it's in the and he's like, oh, I know this one, yeah, the the baby Chrysler, yeah. 
<laughs> so like i i love that character um and i i i don't know i don't know what he does or, or what he want to do yeah. um but his, his characters are always really fun um always come up with with some wacky stuff i think in the starfield one he played a, a retired sports ball player and then yeah he ended he ended up having like some mishap where he illegally marketed uh ox milk as like a facial drug and then it got in a bunch of legal like this is just like all of his own making of just like stuff he's at and he's not even like all oh, my characters blah blah blah. this is just all stuff he's coming up with on the fly oh um, my gosh. you know coming coming through a lot of that stuff so well, i knew he was uh i knew he was doing the retired sports ball guy that nobody remembered right and uh, used to be famous whatever and then you had chosen his well, you got in a bit of love, a bit of trouble. And he was what? He was I thought he was mistaken for somebody else or something. Um and that was why he I, named I, it in jail. I think or so. I think so. <laughs> I, it's hard it's hard to remember. It's funny because how we release episodes, like I've recorded all that maybe in like early August, and now like the last episode released in, yeah. in October. So we're kind of like ahead. So like I'm like, oh, you know, we got our second Elder Scrolls arc, but I'm like, oh, the first episode's already up because yeah, I like to do the so recordings. Happens since then, <laughs> right? I like to do the recordings and, and have everything kind of kind of lined up before, so that way it's not it's not stressful for me to be like, oh, I gotta really get an episode out. You know, it's all yeah, kind of lined up kidding. of of where everything is. Um, but I I think that um this next campaign I think is gonna be is going to be my favorite um the, the way the setup is we're playing a game called the quiet year i don't know if you're familiar with that so it's a it's a world building game there's a lot of discussion um but th there's this community and what it's going to be is the time from when the bombs dropped to a year later after that and, and something is going to happen so it's about mm -hmm. the world building game is going to be at the, about that community that exists within there so it's before our characters will get there um but it it's a lot of like discussion questions, that kind of stuff of like, oh, what's an abundance in this community? What's a like in scarcity in this community? How are they solving these problems? And and it's on the the players to kind of make the decisions. So it's not um it's not like a oh we all collectively decide that we're gonna do this. It's like no, this person is making this particular issue a thing and they are telling that story. So they're going to have a little bit more hand in the world building. And that means that you all are going to like people that listen are going to be able to, um, to hear more of that. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty unique to what a fallout setting is. Um, yeah. Not trying to oversell it here or be like, you know, it's the greatest thing since no, sliced sounds, bread or what. No, it does sound really cool. Cause it sounds very different than anything yep. that we've heard. So yeah, no, it sounds pretty fun. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So let's, uh, to close out, I guess, let's talk about some of your favorite episodes or your favorite things that have happened in, in your stories. Um, my favorite, my favorite things that have happened, sometimes I make a character, um, and it is from, I have a repertoire. I have a repertoire of just like characters that I've come up with that I just love. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and one of them is, um. Oh gosh, what was his name? Oh yeah, Snick. Oh um, yeah, Snick. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, this guy is is you know for, if you haven't listened, this guy's a, a guy that um trained a bunch of um 
Uh, I'm, I'm coming up with mud crabs. That's what I think of all the time. And I literally say that when I'm talking about the podcast, but they have a different name, the little crabs from Fallout. What are they called? Oh, the, the Myrlurks. Myrlurks. Yes. The... Yeah. But those Myrlurks. are metal. <laughs> yeah, they're like little crab guys. There's the okay. Myrlurk queen and there's the little, little ones. Little crab guys are absolutely huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. He trained a bunch of them how to play instruments in a band. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the, the, the backstory I came up with him. But he's like a, a guy that's really focused. Like all of my characters that I love are like hyper fixated on something. So his hyper fixation is trying to start a band and become famous for um, being in a band. Um, I, you know, I played in a band for four years before I, <laughs> before I did the show. And so I'm like, okay, I've met so many people that are super like – oh, we're going to go out there. We're going to do this like super, have that like positive yeah. energy about them. And generally, if you come over, if, if you communicate a character that's like overly positive, people are going to have a pretty negative reaction to it, which is the the point. So like, oh, he's so excited. Oh, he's just here to have fun. Oh, you guys, I love being here with you all. It's so great. We're going to get together. We're going to play the trumpets real loud. Oh, there's going to be some trombones too. Like it's that kind of like a Fargo accent that oh, he yeah. has that kind of oh, yeah. can grate a little bit. Um, but he, um, my favorite instance was he was in the hotel and he's constantly um, trying to be with the party. Like, oh, I want to be involved in this. Uh-huh. I want to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. And so they came to a point where it's like, they're going to go do another thing and he's like all right i'm ready to go guys and they have to break it to him that he can't go um (laughs) so they're trying to do roles um you know trying to do skill checks to figure out ways that he can't go and one of them rolls a very good role that's like they had done a bunch of different stuff of trying to convince him to not do it to not go with them and one of them was like oh you know if you don't go like if you go, there's going to be all kinds of these like gator claws everywhere. Like the streets are going to be flooded with gator claws. And they rolled so well that I made him like, that's his fear is he is like super afraid of gator claws. And so he's like scarred for life. So it's like, here's this character that I made that's supposed to like, it's a canvas for people to use. And then they're coming around and it's like, that's his thing is he's like scarred for life for gator claws and like wants to, get away from new orleans now for for everything um that was that was one of my favorites was 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 that character because that's like i always love what the players add and like what the game unfolds and it's like okay that's now like a core piece of that uh i i'm trying to think back of episodes that we've recorded i liked a lot of the christmas stuff that we did Mm -hmm. i really liked that because like you draw on experiences so like i for all the new orleans stuff i'm drawn on like my trips to new orleans and the stuff that i've did but the christmas stuff i drew on like colonial williamsburg like like, (laughs) super (laughs) like everything is like super christmasy and you go in and there's like the fudge shop and you kind of like smell it and like oh you go in the christmas ornament store why is there a christmas ornament store everywhere in the south i don't know I don't know why people too. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, I know, but it's like I'm at Hilton Head Beach, and there's Christmas ornament shops. Like, come on. I was Um, just thinking of uh, Saint Augustine. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) a really big one. Right. It's like okay, like you know, Spirit of Halloween pops up for its time, and then it goes away. But we're not hanging around being like, here's your Halloween costume store. It's year round. (laughs) Right. That's that. That's my thing. You could probably so, use Spirit of Halloween year-round sometimes, you know? A little cosplay. 
so that one was that one was four buildings and i had just like come up i was like here's four buildings here's a central plaza and all of the characters like uh, had so much development during that because they took parts and pieces of it and kind of made it about themselves and and like had some like interactions with characters from from the past um and it did a lot of stuff um, that culminated in a, in a battle where they were like fighting essentially this like Darth Vader esque character. Yeah, but it was a Brotherhood of Steel paladin, and um, that were trying to deal with a vertebrate that was shooting them at the same time. So like all this character growth and it like builds to that battle. I was like, that was so good. I don't know if I can land <laughs> do an ending that's that good for the you know for the campaign because yeah, it was that just... was a, that was an insane battle. <laughs> right, everything uh, was on fire. <laughs> tree was yes. on fire the buildings were on fire everybody was on fire it was bad <laughs> it was yes like woof. Uh, uh, you know it's and it's mainly just like the characters and the stuff and if i can push somebody's button like if i can push somebody's button and i can get people talking or i can make them feel a certain way uh, you know i want to make them feel like they're enjoying themselves you know personally but if i can make their characters like react to something or do something like i'm constantly you know pushing on lonnie's character from like figures of authority because he has a problem with like oh is he coming to his own so like all the characters that interact with him are are are, you know kind of authoritative um you know the the people that talk with uh, may's character uh hazel they are pretty um, obtusely evil because she it plays a pretty good character overall that has some past and some different stuff. But all of that, like when I put up kind of a reflection of themselves in front of them, they always do better. So I um, I enjoy doing that and um, having having those characters, especially for those arcs. Yeah, those uh you've done a really good job with that i mean i remember when lonnie found out who his father was <laughs> and uh the trauma that came with that in the trauma that he dealt with like the entire way through i mean he's not i think he's still uh pretty traumatized by that right and here's <laughs> the thing even though he found out technically who his father was i know who his father is he doesn't still because it's you know it was it's clones of this guy true and so like true. there's a guy that he thinks is his father and so it's like you know that whole you know this character was an orphan so like he has a bunch of pain and so like i let them um but one of my favorite moments and probably probably the most like upset that i've ever seen them do is i let them kill the bad guy pretty early mm-hmm. like they go through this this dungeon of like it's a hitman mission that's what i designed it after was was hitman so like at this time they're going to be there but if you figure out more information you're going to find them earlier in the day so at this time they're going to be there with all their posse all their guards you're going to have a huge fight in your hands but if you can go through and you can find them earlier in the night you're going to be able to assassinate them so they go through they find the best details and they find the best things and they find him alone in a bar with like maybe like three other members of cedars or legion and then they have like a frag mine and i just you know this is the big bad this is the person i've been dealing with and they didn't believe me <laughs> they killed him yeah. they're like he's not dead and i'm like, like he yeah, can't you, be dead right that's almost too like, easy <laughs> yeah you killed him and 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 jared was like no. this isn't very satisfying i'm like yeah that's the point vengeance is not satisfying 
(laughs) that's that's the point like if you're going after this you know from your character's perspective like Mm -hmm. he got it's like the the dog that caught the mail truck um was that whole like vengeance arc ended like that now there's some uh, you know we get a little spicy because it's you know a man that cloned himself seven or more times so there's other stuff that happens but you know having them have that moment i thought was was pretty cool um and then turning back around um towards the end and having some reveals is always fun yeah (laughs) yeah that was uh that was really crazy like how many times you know and then all the all the crazy stuff that was going on in the swamp i thought it was cool that you brought up like baba yaga's house and Mm -hmm. that all that was just really neat (laughs) all of that i had originally done a um random encounter table that was like oh as because i had thought about more oh they're going to be traversing through different things and i didn't think of it like i didn't think of how they would actually do it which was really in in con like in congress with um final fantasy 7 if you've ever you're familiar with that um but a little bit yeah so the whole first part of the game all takes place in um in a city um and they're just like going around the city and then the second half they're all out doing stuff and so i'm like okay well that makes more sense because like you're gonna want to hang out in the city the first place you're gonna want to go you're gonna want to go to the shiny object yeah you're gonna want to do the things um so it, all of those random encounters I had planned where they were going to be trotting between all these different places. I was like, well, why don't I just make it a dungeon out of that or just like an area? So all of that was like, how do I connect like ritual sacrifice man or man that dressed up like a spy? All of these things are real, by the way. Um, the man that dressed up as a spider uh, that lived in the cave, there was like a legit like man, spider man, fake cryptid in New Orleans for a while. Wow. Um, a lot of the the sasquatch with the bees that's a thing in new orleans like it was going to be a bunch of like cryptid stuff because that's all stuff that i was interested in so it all came together in one thing um so that was one of the places they went um they didn't go to this particular building and that's where the kid cowboy was so oh now we'll never know make him get there (laughs) Uh, i couldn't make them get there no something you know some doors it's like we don't need to open that we're good there's a thing there. They don't need to. Get, you don't need to go through every you know quest yeah. and do everything. You know, you need a second playthrough, and then you can do that. That's true. Now, they must <laughs> not play like I do. I don't leave an area until every freaking thing is searched. <laughs> I mean, no, that's not how I play either. But <laughs> it irritates me. This son. is just my own personal mantra. This is like in con in a conference with myself. Like you don't need to pick that up. You don't need to get like all this lead. You don't need that. But yet I do. <laughs> right. I don't need it, but I'm getting it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Starfield right now. It's like so bad because, um, you know, they're like, don't play like Fallout. <laughs> I'm playing like Fallout, I'm picking up everything. I can't move. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> it's so bad. But yes. I regret it. <laughs> yes. Yes. The um, the other show, the other show that I do, the Starfield Lorecast, I've talked about this with Tom before. Of, um, I, you know, I get on the ship and it's almost like I let my belt off and just like all of the weapons and all the things I just like, they're not in a container. They just fly out on the floor. Well, yeah. The cargo hold is not big enough to hold it's like not. 25 grindles or whatever. Empty space. Right. Like, 
what do you do with it? Right. And everybody just, just kicks it around and you're like, it's fine. It's fine. You know, when you come home from a long day, maybe you're coming home on a Friday and you bring in back all of your lunch supplies. You've got your like work backpack or whatever to bring home stuff for the weekend. You've you got like all the kids stuff. You've got like the dirty clothes from whatever. Yeah. And you come in the door and you just throw it all down. Dump it. Exactly. Dump it. Just like those eight spacesuits and those 14 helmets and yes. those five boost bags and all those resources. Yes. <laughs> And then it's a physics problem because then you drop the wrong thing and it's too heavy and then things go flying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> you just start picking things back up again until it's all right in the world. Yes. My thing was I forgot to put a space suit on, my spacesuit back on and went outside the ship and was like, you know, it's telling me you can't breathe. And I was like, oh, God. oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> spaceship integrity. Let me get back inside. Pardon me. <laughs> Yes, it's not a good idea to be out here without it. It was bad. <laughs> that aside, it's funny because it's different from like like Fallout. I am just I am just constantly I'm kind of like the Hulk in Avengers. It's like oh my secret, I'm always angry. I'm always over encumbered in Fallout because you see, here's the thing: I don't mind a hiker's pace. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't well, have to know, be like. And when you have to walk everywhere, um, you you find more things. <laughs> Yeah, right exactly the the land uh you but you can't you can't walk from planet to planet so that's a problem hmm. right the fast travel you got to be able to have all your stuff down but yeah the differences <laughs> it, it, it is it's 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 like the same game but different mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool but that's the way they all are but yeah it's cool and i'm i'm glad that you guys did a you know, a storyline following that because that was fun to listen to, especially since, you know, Starfield had just launched. So it was kind of fun to, to listen to that, you know, while everybody was still hyped about, oh my gosh, we just, right. you know, we just got it, you know. And we kind of, we kind of come, we were coming to the end of the the Fallout stuff and I was like, yeah, we've got, we've got time for this. And this is something that I talked to Jared about. Jared was the GM for that one, yep. did a great job. Um, I was like, you know, this will be good. And he um he did a I, I practiced with me did a, a Breath of the Wild where he um there was a Breath of the Wild or whatever the new Zelda game is he did that but had that same system and so it was like a month before we recorded all this I was playing that same system but it was in like Zelda Fantasy Land and I was a like a Zora doing some like wacky stuff so <laughs> it's fun to come over and it's like oh now I'm a a robot with Magnesis and I'm you know yeah anti-authoritarian or whatever. Well, it sounds really fun. So if you guys ever need somebody, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we um we just brought in we, we brought in May's um partner um in for the game. That that ended up being pretty easy to line up schedules because he's always available. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> when when nice. we're recording. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, for sure. We'd love to, you, you were one of the first people that had us on to do something. So we're we're keeping we're keeping you all in mind for different stuff i i want to do the problem is this time like i want to do more one shots sometime i'd like to do a few things in like 76 like in that universe because i mm -hmm. think that's kind of cool um yeah. and, and i i'd had some ideas for that um so maybe a, i think eventually sometime um we'll get together and we'll yeah we'll do some stuff that's great yeah <laughs> i know um, eric and i talk about it once in a while like 
you know, we'd like to do another episode on our show, but, you know, we've got some that are like, no, because like one person said, oh, don't turn your podcast into this. And it was like, we did one sh- thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, one it, person had a comment. Now it's like, oh, nobody wants that. And it's like, because one person said something. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, you get, you get a lot of different feedback on, on, and, and stuff over the years of like, oh, you know, I've, I've gotten bad feedback on stuff and you can't let, you can't let that get to you, but like, you should for just, everybody. Yeah, and, and for, for, for your hobbies, and this is just a general advice, like you should enjoy that. Like you should mm-hmm. enjoy your hobby. Like, you yeah, know, like you should, you know, I'm not, I'm not in this to make, I don't make you know any money doing this, you know, financially. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I've got my, my real job that pays me pretty well, but I just do this for fun. And that's something yeah. that I've. I've always enjoyed doing it. And Rad Rolls has, has been kind of like epitome of that, of like, I love every piece of this. I love doing all the, the creation for it. I love doing all of the um, uh, like actual playing of the game. Frankly, I enjoy the editing for it, which is rare because I hate editing. Wow, no kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it feels like that we're, we're coming together and putting on this unique piece of media um, where, where we're doing all the actual play stuff. So I've, you know, really like that as a hobby so if you know if you if you're enjoying something you want to try something different you want to try some different stuff like don't, yeah. don't let anybody get you down or don't let anybody you know tell you give you some weird feedback about stuff because everybody's got to try something different a little while heck we're doing elder scroll stuff and fallout's in our name i'm sure somebody's mad about that somewhere so. yeah i mean I, that's what i thought i was like ooh, that's a big uh that's a well you know because it's a kind of big departure from what you were doing but you know like it's still bethesda so why not yeah it's and it's still fun and we needed a I you know, I needed a little bit of a break from mm-hmm. from doing stuff and now it's like I've done that for a little bit and I'm like you do something different for a little bit and you feel more right. refreshed about the thing that you're That's you the way know. I looked at it too is like this is just something fun to do for a minute and then you know we go back to whatever and that's that's the way I looked at it. Right. Was it was just something fun that that we wanted to do that we did and we did it and and we loved it and and it you expose yourself to something different and then you think oh that's you know, pieces and parts of this that I liked about that, I could incorporate into, you know, oh, maybe it's the banter of this. I could incorporate that into something else. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, I like to think that, you know, Fallout isn't post-apocalyptic. It's just um, American fantasy with uh, radiation. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantasy, but the magic isn't mana. It's just radiation. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Well... That's a, that's a good way to end the the interview, I guess. <laughs> so tell us where we can find you. Yeah, you can find uh, Rad Rolls everywhere on podcast services, YouTube. Um, it's at Rad Rolls on all um, services. We have some social media accounts. Most of those are just like clips of the different stuff. You can see some of the general banner. Um, we release episodes every Friday. Um, if you want to find me, I am but some of the some of the media I'm on like once a month I'll check it I'm at Dave Chaffins um and then I do another show that's weekly called the Starfield Lorecast um that's uh every Friday too I think um that we put those out um that's been doing really well it's been um, I don't know if you're familiar with um Tom Robots Radio uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as, as he's ever like heard of him. <laughs> the the, the Lorecast branding uh genius um yeah. So I've been doing that with him. Uh, that's been really fun. You can check that out everywhere. We're doing um, Starfield Lorecast. I think this week we're doing, it's coming week we're doing like Terramorphs for Halloween, which is pretty fun. Ooh. Extra spooky. So um, 
those are my projects I've got going on and I'm not going to do any more projects. And I've made that promise to myself that these are the two things I'm doing because I don't want to spread myself thin again. I have a feeling you're going to fight real hard to keep that promise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been really fun talking to you and I'm yeah. sure we'll talking again, because it's always a joy to talk to well, you. We will be. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, uh, that's a, enough of that interview, I guess. Uh, you again, you can find us at Fallout RTB on Twitter. Uh, you can email us, Fallout uh, RTB at gmail.com. Think about that for a second. It's getting late. Uh, or look for us on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on all the things uh, podcast related. And we'll be back with you sometime soon with regular programming. All right. Everybody say good night. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi. I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at 3 Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3 Thoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell.